is a place where they'll pay you a thousand dollars for a kiss and fifty cents for your soul. Holly Weird, a podcast about celebrity deaths and the strange events in Tinseltown and beyond. We are your hosts, Megan Carpenter and Liz Shire. Here are today's headlines. Body found floating off Catalina. Party death of film star. The water is going to get murky on this episode of Holly Weird. This is the story of the death of Natalie Wood. November 29, 1981, Santa Catalina Island, California. Hollywood actress Natalie Wood, along with her husband, actor Robert Wagner, and recent film co-star Christopher Walken, embark on a weekend boat trip to Santa Catalina Island. At some point during the weekend on board the Splendor, Natalie Wood drowns. She was 43 years old. To this day, many of the circumstances surrounding her drowning are unknown, including how she went overboard and made it into the water. Around 8 in the morning on November 29th, Wood's body was recovered one mile away from where the Splendor was anchored, with a small inflatable dinghy named the Valiant found beached nearby. An autopsy report revealed that Wood had bruises on her body and arms, as well as an abrasion on her left cheek. Fun fact about Natalie, she was deathly afraid of drowning in dark water. She talked about it multiple times throughout her career. The autopsy also found that Wood's blood alcohol content was 0.14%, and there were traces of two types of medication in her bloodstream, a motion sickness pill and a painkiller, both of which increased the effects of alcohol. Following his investigation, Los Angeles County Coroner Thomas Noguchi ruled her death an accident by drowning and hypothermia. According to Noguchi, Wood had been drinking and she may have slipped while trying to reboard the dinghy. According to Wagner, when he went to bed, Wood was not there. However, years later, in his memoir, Pieces of My Heart, Wagner acknowledged that he had an argument with Wood before she disappeared. Wood was buried in Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery in Los Angeles. Many people from the media, photographers, and members of the public tried to attend her funeral. However, all were required to remain outside the cemetery walls. Among the celebrity attendees were Frank Sinatra, Elizabeth Taylor, Fred Astaire, Rock Hudson, David Niven, Gregory Peck, Gene Kelly, Elia Kazan, and Laurence Olivier. Holy who's at this funeral? After a 30-year hiatus, the case was reopened in November 2011 after boat captain Dennis Davern publicly stated that he had lied to police during the initial investigation and that Wood and Wagner had an argument that evening. He alleged that Wood had been having an affair with Walken, that Wagner was jealous and enraged, and that Wagner was responsible for Wood's death. What this investigation needs is more cowbell. Walken hired a lawyer and cooperated with the investigation and was not considered a suspect by authorities. 
In 2012, the Los Angeles County Chief Medical Examiner amended Wood's death certificate and changed the cause of her death from accidental drowning to drowning and other undetermined factors. The amended document included a statement that the circumstances of how Wood ended up in the water are not clearly established. The coroner's office had been instructed by detectives not to discuss or comment on the case. On January 14, 2013, the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office offered a 10-page addendum to Wood's autopsy report. The addendum stated that she might have sustained some of the bruises on her body before she went into the water and drowned, but that could not be definitively determined. Forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter had speculated that Wood was particularly susceptible to bruising due to the drug Synthroid, which she had taken. Robert Wagner has denied any involvement in Wood's death, but was named a person of interest in the investigation in February 2018. 2018, like, this year? Yeah, girl! In February, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Lieutenant John Karina states, quote, As we've investigated the case over the last six years, I think he's more of a person of interest now. I mean, we know that he was the last person to be with Natalie before she disappeared. Officials indicate that new witnesses interviewed since the case was reopened portrayed the events of the night Natalie drowned in a different light. One of the witnesses described hearing yelling and crashing sounds coming from the couple's stateroom. Shortly after that, separate witnesses heard a man and woman arguing at the back of the boat and believed the voices were those of Wood and Wagner. Christopher Walken only talked about that night to the press three times. In 1986, he told People Magazine, quote, I don't know what happened. She slipped and fell in the water. I was in bed then. It was a terrible thing. Look, we're in a conversation I won't have. It's a fucking bore. Yawn. That quote's a fucking bore. We talked the tragedy, but how did Natalie make it there? Time to rewind. Natalie Wood was born Natalia Zakarenko on July 20th, 1938 in San Francisco, California. Her parents, Mario Stepanova and Nikolai Stepanovich, were Russian and Ukrainian immigrants. Her father worked as a day laborer and a carpenter. Natalie liked to describe her family as having either been gypsies or land-owning aristocrats in Russia. Wait, wouldn't those be opposites? Um, Wikipedia fail? Natalie and her sisters were raised Russian Orthodox Christian and remained in the church. As an adult, she stated, I'm very Russian, you know. She spoke both English and Russian with an American accent. It was theorized that her mother may have transferred ambitions of becoming an actress and a dancer to Natalie. Her mother would take Natalie to the movies as often as she could. Wood would later recall, My mother used to tell me that the cameraman who pointed his lens out at the audience at the end of the Paramount newsreel was taking my picture. I'd pose and smile like he was going to make me famous or something. I believed everything my mother told me. A lesson in parenting. Meg, I think you should tell your kids that they are constantly being recorded for a mega successful podcast about the strange events in Tinseltown and beyond. Maybe it'll come true.
Shortly after Natalie was born in San Francisco, her family moved to Santa Rosa in nearby Sonoma County. Still called Natalia, she was also often called Natasha in the Russian tradition. After moving, she was noticed by members of a film crew during a shoot in downtown Santa Rosa. After Natalia started acting as a child, David Lewis and William Goetz, studio executives at RKO Radio Pictures, changed her name to Natalie Wood. Wood's younger sister, Svetlana Gurdon, Gurdon because the family had changed their surname, was born in Santa Monica after the move. Now known as Lana Wood, she also became an actress. A lesson in rebranding brought to you by the Zakarenko Gurdon sisters. Natalie made her film debut a few weeks before her fifth birthday. Although her part in Happy Land was brief, she caught the director's attention. Director Irving Pitchell remained in contact with Wood's family for two years, advising them when another role came up. Another director telephoned Wood's mother and asked her to bring her daughter to Los Angeles for a screen test. Instead, the family moved to LA. Wood's father opposed the idea, but his wife's overpowering ambition to make Natalie a star took priority. Wood, then seven years old, played a post-World War II German orphan opposite Orson Welles in Tomorrow is Forever. After Wood acted in another film directed by Pitchell, her mother signed her with 20th Century Fox for her first major studio role in the 1947 film Miracle on 34th Street, which has become a Christmas classic. Wood's career continued and she acted in over 20 films as a child. She successfully made the transition from child star to teenage ingenue at age 16 when she co-starred with James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause. She was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. On her 18th birthday, Natalie went on a studio-arranged date with 26-year-old actor Robert Wagner, a man who Natalie claimed to have a crush on as a child. They married a year later on December 28, 1957. Wood and Wagner separated in June 1961 and divorced in April 1962. Natalie's career stalled slightly as she tried to maneuver from teen starlet to adult actor. Then, she was cast in 1961's Splendor in the Grass. Opposite actor and boo material Warren Beatty. Wood's career rebounded with this role. For her performance in Splendor in the Grass, Wood received nominations for the Academy Award, Golden Globe Award, and BAFTA Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Okay, here we go. In 1961, Wood played Maria in the musical West Side Story. In the film, she plays the role of a restless Puerto Rican girl on the west side of Manhattan. 
She was to represent the quote-unquote restlessness of American youth in the 1950s. Although the singing parts were sung by Marnie Nixon, Woods sang when she starred in the 1962 film Gypsy. Marnie Nixon was known as the ghost singer of Hollywood, having sung parts for actors in The King and I and My Fair Lady in addition to West Side Story. She once told Philadelphia Magazine about Wood, quote, the studio executives knew I would do all of her voice work, but because her ego couldn't take it and they were afraid she'd walk off the picture, they let her record all the songs with the orchestra. But they told me they'd throw it all out and record over with my voice. We were there recording at the same time. Lots of shade for Natalie under the Marnie Nixon tree. Damn. In 1964, Wood received her third Academy Award nomination for Love with the Proper Stranger, making Wood the second actress to net three Oscar nominations by age 25. Although many of Wood's films were commercially profitable, at times her acting was criticized. In 1966, Wood was given the Harvard Lampoon Worst Actress of the Year Award. She was the first performer in the award's history to accept it in person. On May 30, 1969, Wood married British producer Richard Gregson. In 1970, they had a daughter, Natasha. Okay, Natalie, we see what you did there. The couple separated in August 1971 after Wood overheard an inappropriate telephone conversation between her secretary and Gregson. The split marked a brief estrangement between Wood and her family when her mother and sister told her to reconcile with Gregson for the sake of her newborn child. She filed for divorce and it was finalized in April 1972. In early 1972, Wood resumed her relationship with Robert Wagner. The couple remarried on July 16, 1972, five months after reconciling and three months after she divorced Gregson. Their daughter, Courtney Wagner, was born in 1974. Wood worked less by choice after the birth of her child. During this period, Wood had more success in television, especially in the miniseries film Here to Eternity, winning a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in 1980. Later that year, she starred in The Memory of Eva Riker, which proved to be her last completed production. It's time for Hollyweird Post-Mortem. Why is Natalie Wood so intriguing? Did she endear herself to us as an American sweetheart, or is it the mystery that surrounds her death? Here's our best guess. Liz, she was something sort of rare in Hollywood in that she was a golden age child star who actually successfully became an adult actor. Uh Uh-huh. Agreed. I say adult actor, I don't mean like porn. I mean like an adult who acts. Correct. I understood what you're saying. (laughs) 
Yeah, if you think about, like, Judy Garland, who, Ooh. poor Judy, mm. she started as a child actress, and then her transition, she had success in her career, but her personal life really impeded that. Yeah. Um, Lindsay but, Lohan. Oh, Lilo. I don't know if that's ever going to get off I the mean, ground. that sounds like Holly Weird episode 57. Yeah. Yeah. Her best work is still The Parent Trap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you're right. She did, um, even though she, it took her a little while, she really did find success throughout her entire career. Absolutely. So I guess she's like Elizabeth Taylor in that sense, mm-hmm. where she had successes at all ages, um, but definite child star success, definite teen success Mm -hmm. which can be an even more difficult road to navigate Mm -hmm. um and then success as an adult so uh i think that probably speaks to her being talented Mm -hmm. i think that probably speaks to her knowing the right people Mm -hmm. um so either way you look at it go natalie right um the stories from each era of her career are just like titillating control (laughs) like she had this controlling stage mom when she was a child actress that definitely seemed like a lot like her first audition instead of just driving her to LA they just picked up and moved I know so (laughs) like zero to 100 yeah yeah but that's definitely I mean she probably has her mom to thank for that yeah and I mean I'm sure her mom uh had no apologies for that Mm -hmm. because without those actions her daughter would not have been a star but when you're a kid, I mean, you just want to play. And, yeah. like, I mean, maybe she enjoyed doing movies, but I think she was definitely forced to do them. Yeah. So you kind of, uh, you have sympathy for her. I almost said empathy, but I don't know what it's like to be a child star. Um, you have sympathy Neither for her. Neither do I. <laughs> you have sympathy for her in that regard because, um, you know, pushy parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, I mean, it's still interesting for us, nonetheless. Mm, Definitely. And then as she um, transcended into acting as a teenager, those were some really interesting roles, some of which earned her accolades. Splendor Um, in the Grass. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, moving into, like, her TV acting, I guess, later in life that was also um, revered. You know, people people just appreciated her work. Mm-hmm. What we all want to talk about is Natalie knew how to get it. <laughs> so, Natalie dated Elvis. Really? Yeah. So, these two dated in 1956, so he was probably one of her first Hollywood relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this little tidbit is according to her sister, uh, that... Elvis and Natalie traveled to meet his family in Memphis, um, and they were supposed to be gone for, like, a week or something like that, but she got a call from Natalie, like, two days into this vacation because she hated his mom so bad um, that she wanted her family, meaning her sister or her mom or someone, to, like, call down to Elvis's and be like, family emergency, Natalie needs to come back. So she could get out of there, (laughs) scram and fast. And she also said of their relationship, he can sing, but he can't do much else. Ooh. Oh. So I guess that hip gyration was all for naught. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's juicy. Yeah. 
So who else does she date? Let's see. Dennis Hopper. Mm. Warren Beatty. Ooh. Mr. La La Land. <laughs> La La Land. <laughs> and the winner is... La La, La, La Land. Land. <laughs> so... <laughs> Apparently she just went backstage to eat cashews and didn't care that she read the wrong... We're referring to um, Faye Dunaway. She didn't care? No. She was just like, hmm. Kept eating cashews. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, poor Warren is like, <laughs> <laughs> furrowed brow, dripping sweat. But he was a real looker back in the day. He really was. Yeah, he was a good looking guy. Um, okay, so she also dated Nikki Hilton and not Paris's sister. Correct. The So Conrad Hilton is the money maker who founded Hilton Hotels. Correct. And then his son, Conrad Jr., uh, went by Nikki Hilton. Mm-hmm. And then um, he is actually... So Nikki Hilton is the great uncle of Nikki and Paris. Correct. That's hot. Um, okay, so obviously the whole Robert Wagner relationship, so interesting because they got together. Mm-hmm. They got married. Well, okay, so the first time they get together, she's had a crush on him forever. So like... When you were a teenager, whose poster did you have on your wall? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> so what if, like... Oh, wait. No, can I change my answer? Yes. It was Elijah Wood. <laughs> oh, that's worse. Go back. <laughs> Go back to Leo. No. <laughs> so I I cannot stand Elijah Wood. Tell me why. No. I mean, I just think he's, like, a, an annoying actor. Well, he's, like, a child actor. He, like, started... He was in The Witness when he was, like, three. So is he one of the ones who uh, did not take a page out of the Natalie Wood book and transcend to adult acting? No, he did. He's done a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, but he's, still, he's just annoying to me then. Uh, I mean, I still find him... I don't find him as attractive as I did. I don't know why. I really don't know why. Because you're weird? Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so I'm just going to take the answer that I liked better. So you're 18... And your job wants to set you up. And they're like, how's Leo? Like, what? what you, uh, yeah. Yeah. I probably just wouldn't talk the entire time. <laughs> You'd be a perfect wife. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's yeah, why I got married. <laughs> Did you say that's why I'm not married? No. I said that's why they got married. Because oh. she was just, like, drooling the whole time. Ugh. No, I don't Maybe know. that's why I'm not married. <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners, I'm single. <laughs> but so anyway, they get married, right? So he's like mid 20s, she's 18. Mm-hmm. But then it doesn't work out. They go off, they each do their thing, and then they come back together. I think it's always, it's like, it's like a double edged sword mm-hmm. when couples who fall apart fall back together because you're like, oh, true love prevails. And then you're also like, what kind of shit broke them up the first time that they're about to endure again? You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of always go for option B. Yeah, so, I mean, to be determined. And then, who knows? I mean, there were rumors that she was getting it on with Christopher Walken, and that was part of the problem. And why would you cheat with Christopher Walken? I don't know. Do you, and Megan, can you do a Christopher Walken well, impression? Not really. <laughs> can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to try. I know. It's just... 
Oh, I know. <laughs> Natalie Wood. <laughs> Natalie Wood. She fell. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so how good looking do you think young Warren Beatty is? Very, very good looking. Like if you broke up with him, would you attempt to kill yourself with sleeping pills? I, I don't think so. Yeah, so when they finally broke up in 1966 natalie attempted suicide by overdosing on sleeping pills my gosh that's extreme how old was she at that point probably pretty Uh, young so mm, mid to late 20s no no this was splendor in the grass time so she had to be young yeah but i mean if she started dating uh robert wagner at 18 did Beatty come before or after that probably after yeah maybe like after the first marriage broke up maybe so yes i guess she would have been in her mid-20s because this was a couple years after her first divorce Mm -hmm. so from robert wagner but i mean as dramatic and terrible as that is we can give her some female empowerment credit because her second marriage to producer richard gregson broke up because she suspected him of having an affair and like they had a young baby at the time, mm-hmm. Natasha. So, and she was like, peace. And like, she kicked his ass to the curb mm-hmm. on the suspicion of an affair. And she had a young infant. So, yeah. good on her for, you know, not tolerating that. Yeah, but it was crazy that her mom and her sister was like, you should stay with him. You have a baby. <laughs> well, it was a different time. True. So, Natalie Wood was undeniably an incredibly talented actress. Um, She received three Oscar nominations by the time she was 25. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. The only other actress to do that, I believe, was Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. She's now surpassed um, Natalie Wood, but she had at least three nominations by the time she was 24. Not too shabby. Yep, not too shabby. So, yeah, an undeniable talent. It's also interesting, though, that in West Side Story... We were discussing this, that if West Side Story were made today, no one would ever dream of casting a white actress in in, in a, like, Hispanic... Latino role. Yeah, yeah in, a Latin, mm-hmm. in a Latino role. Like, even watching it now is like, ooh! <laughs> I know, that's not right! <laughs> not okay! <laughs> yeah, that probably wouldn't happen. Even though she's great in that part, it's still... Yeah, yeah. it's just... I think that's another... You know, mm-hmm. looking back on all these, you know, events that happened in the past kind of always gives it a new perspective. And it's like... Yeah, it, she'd be great in West Side Story if it was the czars and the jets. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. And for the longest time, I remember watching West Side Story when I was really young and thinking that Natalie Wood was actually Latina. Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, that's an extreme bronzer situation. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I was like 10. (laughs) And then realizing like, oh, she actually wasn't. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Should we get down to it? Sure. Her death is mysterious AF. (laughs) AF. AF. So first of all, are you afraid of water? Yes. I, yeah. Like I can't, like deep water really freaks me out. Okay. So if someone was like, Liz, you want to go on my yacht? I'd be like, oh. right, and like not that she was like, oh, I'm afraid of water. Like this was public knowledge. Like she 
in a movie as a teen had to do like a water scene and like bugged out um oh let me reference my notes here (laughs) um during the making of the 1952 film the star the script called for the teenager to dive into the water she was super apprehensive um and the director told her that he would use a double but at the last minute he said nah girl do it yourself and she became hysterical um and Betty Davis, who was actually also in the movie, um, convinced the director to use a double. So hmm. it was it was a huge deal. I mean, so the fact that she was afraid of not water, but she said like dark water. Ooh, dark water is what she said. So the theory behind her death is uh, the yacht had a dinghy. Um, excuse me, the yacht had a dinghy and people thought that she got into an argument with Robert Wagner and Catalina had a hotel on it that she was going to, well, I'm going to the hotel, right? <laughs> so she was going to get in the dinghy and that she slipped, fell, whatever, but it didn't end well. But like, if you were that afraid of water, how drunk must you have been or how pissed off must you? you have been mm-hmm. to be willing to get in a damn dinghy mm-hmm. and take yourself to the island or she could never have been drunk enough or pissed off enough right and robert wagner pushed her off the boat oh you just fucking went there <laughs> <laughs> no i mean if you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt so that's what christopher walken said that he theorizes happened that she I guess so someone, I also heard that she loved to like stargaze. So someone was like, she probably wanted to get into the dinghy to go stargazing. Like, um, no, (laughs) that's not a thing. Can you elaborate on what a dinghy is for the members (laughs) of the audience who don't have nautical knowledge? Uh, uh, I don't, I don't consider myself to have nautical knowledge either, but I would imagine that the dinghy is like the, the blow up, like small little life raft yeah all those things they didn't have on the titanic <laughs> right but not like a, a rowboat okay so it's inflatable yeah and it probably had a small motor attached to it okay are you envisioning it yeah okay like yeah. what he didn't have in castaway yes okay let's use film references <laughs> that's uh. all i can do i still i don't think that right if you have so when when you imbibe too much alcohol your inhibitions, yes, are lowered. However, sometimes your reactions to things can be even stronger than if you were sober. So you're saying that she could have been, I'll show Robert, because uh, I'm dramatic, but she's like, but my fear of water is so extreme right now. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think that she would have been able to yeah. brave her phobia of water uh-huh. to, like, start... First of all, I find it difficult to take off my shoes if I've had too many glasses of wine. <laughs> getting a dinghy, like right. getting a dinghy out, yeah. getting it started, like all while your husband's like huffing and puffing in the uh-huh. in your stateroom. Like, I just don't think that it yeah. happened like that. I know, but to go along with your theory, it couldn't have happened like that. And she probably drowned doing it. Oh. You know? Hmm. But anyway, so the ship's captain, Dennis Davern, he was, like, silent on this issue for years and years and years. 
and partially it's his statements that made the case like reopen mm. so he said that those two were fighting 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 um the night that night they were drunk and they were fighting and part of the argument was because she was being too flirty with christopher walken on the boat so christopher walken has been married since like nom literally <laughs> 1969 so <laughs> yes <laughs> so he would have been married over 10 years at this point, mm-hmm. but his wife, I think her name is like Georgia, Georgina, mm-hmm. something like that, she chose to not go out with him. Like, she was like, bye, I'm going to go to Connecticut, I think is what happened. But but why? Like, why would you... I mean, I guess maybe she didn't feel threatened because Natalie's husband was also going to be there. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, there were rumors that those two had a little something-something, but I don't know. Or maybe she had a bad feeling about Maybe Natalie she was and- afraid of water and did what normal people do when you're afraid <laughs> Which of water. Which is not going about. Don't go on about. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she knew that, like, Natalie and Robert were going to drink and fight and didn't want to be in a small enclosed space in the middle of the ocean while it was going to happen. Yeah, I guess. So you know what I thought the whole time? Who was watching their kids? Oh, a nanny. <laughs> like, they had three kids by this point. Like Two nannies. <laughs> we're going to go to Catalina. <laughs> Goodbye, children. We're going to Catalina. <laughs> I get, I get a nanny. Grandma Zakarenko is going to take you to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, I, nannies. I mean, but right, that's kind of a sign of privilege of like, oh, we're going to go on a weekend boat trip and leave the kids behind. Yeah. So anyway, that was just a little bit of a sidebar. But um, <laughs> when Natalie's body was found, so she was bruised. She had abrasions, abrasions on her face, like her like temple cheekbone that looked like she got like punched in the face. So... I mean, her body was found a mile away from the boat. So who knows what rock she could have been slammed up against. Who knows how long she was struggling. But, I mean, some theory is that that argument became physical. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, maybe those injuries were not water-related. Well, here's the thing. So from what we know about... um or vast knowledge of true crime mm-hmm. vast. And, and being armchair detectives when you when your heart stops beating blood stops flowing so therefore your body can't bruise if you're already dead mm-hmm. so if she hit the water drowned aspirated water and stopped breathing and her heart stopped she wouldn't continue to bruise no matter if she got slammed up on rocks right she might have broken bones but yeah. she wouldn't continue to have bruises she looked so bad that a quite a bit of cosmetic work had to be done to make her presentable for an open casket viewing. And especially an eye socket injury, that that only happens from someone having contact with your face. So do you think shit went down? You know my stance. I definitely think that. So Dennis Davern, who, like I said, the ship's captain, people kind of take his word with a grain of salt because he has been paid for his statements by um, reputable magazines such as, like, The Inquirer and shit like that. Right. So um, some people are like, 
can you believe someone who would sell their smut, basically? But, I mean, he was there. I don't know. And I, it has to be compelling enough that the police would be like, we're, we're looking at you, Robert. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I never think that anything is as sinister as the most, like, uh, dire plots that people can, yeah. can fabricate or come up with. So I don't think that it was, like, intentional, but I think he probably really injured her and panicked. And yeah. decided to cover it up. I mean, and or even if he didn't, like if he, if they were fighting, he injured her and she was like, fuck it, I'm out. Right. And she did try to. And then leave. the accident happened that way. Yeah. Either or, way. Or maybe he was like, bye. And like, left her. Maybe. Maybe. Like maybe he didn't actually cause her death, but. He was negligent. Yes. Either way, no matter what way you slice it. I think that he had something to do with yeah. it. But, like, you want to talk negligent. How could Christopher walk and be like, oh, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. Right, and you didn't, or, like, he said he hurt. Did he say he hurt anything? I mean, I think, uh, well, tons of people said that they heard a male and a female fighting. From the shore. So how, or, like, there were, like, other boats back there, Oh, okay. Like, or anchored around. So how is he, like, oh, shh, and, like, not... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't hear. I don't hear anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's just. Uh, that's also nice. kind of. I think it's like a sign of the times of like, or you would hope. Yeah. But domestic stuff can be tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's probably like that's their deal. They're married. Right. Oh, that's fucked. I mean, at at best, it's awkward. <laughs> and then at worst, I mean, the worst yeah. happened. Or what if he was boning her? I doubt he'd want to get in the middle of that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, oh, you, oh, you guys fighting about me? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're fighting about me. Our Christopher Walken impressions are spot on. <laughs> anyway, I don't think this is the last we'll hear about this. I hope not. I'm really looking forward to more stuff coming out. I think yeah. it will. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Someday this will not be an unsolved mystery. Hopefully. Cool. Want to let us know what you think about Natalie Wood, this podcast? Or let us know which celebrity death you can't get over? Email your feedback to hollyweirdpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook at Hollywood Podcast to get clues about future episodes and photos that go along with the stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hollyweird. Follow us on Instagram at Hollyweird Podcast to stay current with show updates. And join us next time when we crank up the teen spirit and tackle the suicide of a genre trailblazer. Or, never mind. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just like forgot how to talk for a second. <laughs> Wood, then seven years old, played a post World War II German orphan opposite Orson Welles. <laughs> 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 <laughs>